Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with an eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Are your money back? Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Welcome back to Speed Street, another edition, a very exciting edition of Speed Street today. Uh, I am back. I feel better than ever. Um, apologies for last week. Uh, I know that Connor and, and Ben talked about it, but I uh, really had a, a, a ravaging of the house here, the Molinero has, household. It, it came and went in phases. My wife got COVID Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. My my two-month-old son uh, was feeling under the weather, which was very scary. I mean, he's okay thankfully but it was very That's scary good. as a first parent um you know for for like thursday friday and then all of a sudden of course it got me uh really friday through monday morning um but i'm feeling great now we're all clear everybody's good here um the reason i missed last week is because my wife was was pretty much bedridden and i i couldn't record with the two-month-old on my lap and uh yeah, yeah so i had to miss last week but i'm glad to be back we got a fantastic show for you boston scott Running back for the undefeated, um, looks like Super Bowl contending Philadelphia Eagles joins us on the show. Talks about his racing fandom, um, the the season that the Eagles are having, whole bunch of stuff. It's a lot of fun, uh, but we got a, a, a whole lot else to talk about as well. And I uh, can't do it without our guy uh, Connor Daly. What's up, bro? <laughs> We're glad you're back, Joey. Uh, glad you fought through the. Uh... The the sicknesses, the family, the family program there. It seems like <laughs> if one takes a hit, everyone goes down. You know what I mean? It's Big a time. team effort. Yep. Um, but uh, but yeah, as you said, really cool show ahead. Um, Boston Scott. Obviously, we we like to, you know, we've interviewed actors before, we've interviewed music folk before. Um, we we like to kind of mesh the worlds of professional, whatever it is. It could be 
professional badminton players. We don't have any of those on the show yet, but maybe someday. Pickleball, pickleball's blowing up right now. Um, you know, we 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 want to get you know different athletes from different sports, different professionals from different areas of their you know uh, careerdom. I don't think that's a word, um, but uh, it's just exciting. To, it's just exciting to to hear. Well, hey, like we watch this guy play on Sundays, Thursday nights, maybe Monday nights, um, and he's actually a big race fan and even wants to be a race car driver. So there's there's a lot there that I think is really really exciting. Uh, great interview. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot to talk about on the, uh, on the NASCAR side, obviously the, the championship was decided, um, everyone talking about it, lots of crazy, you know, potentials there. Uh, and it ended up really not being as exciting as it could have been, I don't think. Um, and then I raced a Chevy El Camino over the weekend, uh, in Houston, Texas. So, uh, lots happening, lots happening. Joey, what was your initial thought on the, uh, on the old NASCAR championship weekend. We had three championships being decided, Trucks, Xfinity, and Cup. Yeah, I mean, um, well, Xfinity, first off, um, really, you know, as we all know, just just terrible, sad, tragic news. Yes. Um, really, in the NASCAR world, too. I mean, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around how, <laughs> you know, young Ty Gibbs, uh, you know, claims the championship. Um, and then not even 12 hours later, uh, we're finding out about the unfortunate passing of his father. And it's just, man, I mean, life comes at you fast, dude. It's, it's so cliche and everybody says it every day. It feels like, but holy cow. I mean, that is just unthinkable really. I mean, it just, it's so hard to wrap your head around still. Yeah. I mean, very, very sad. And, and what a, what a wave of emotion for, or Ty as well, because you had so many people, you know, coming after him, including myself after the Martinsville race. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Cause like it was a tough move, not yeah. a great thing, but again, I think in racing and, and hopefully the world in general, you know, when something like that happens, you, you, it doesn't matter, you know, what happened at the race before, you know what I mean? It's a, the racing family, it, it's, it's a racing family. And when you lose a member of that family, it's, it's very, very sad, especially someone as influential, you know, a member of the Gibbs family. I mean, goodness gracious, that's, there's yep. so much of, you know, not only in NASCAR, but, you know, Supercross, they had the, the, the Supercross team as well. Uh, you know, the, in the, in the NFL world, obviously, you know, Joe Gibbs being big NFL guy, um, you know, they're, 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 that family has, you know, arms outstretched everywhere. So very, very sad. I, I think the one, you know, the one thing that I was, I was really glad to see was that there was that great family photo they got that, that they took after, you know, Ty winning that championship that made your heart feel like, Hey, you know what? That's, that's a beautiful scene. Um, very, very sad, no matter what, but like, you know, to have Ty there with the trophy and his dad is his, his family. I mean, it's like, that was great to see. And, and, you know, uh, what a wild, just a wild Sunday all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Cause you had driver, you know, they were, they were figuring out what driver to put in the 23 car for the cup race. And everyone's like, what the heck's going on? What the heck's going on here? And uh, yeah, just obviously the worst, you know, the worst possible news that you could have heard. So um, very, very sad. We definitely, uh, you know, are sending our thoughts and prayers to the Gibbs family and, 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 and Ty. Um, But, uh, but yeah, just kind of, you know, a a wild and crazy weekend in general, when it comes to motorsports, you know, the truck, truck championship, uh, Zane Smith, uh winner uh and you know what 
Zane Smith was a beer pong teammate of mine at one point. Um, that's the only uh, real claim to fame that I have with, with Zane Smith. Uh, I obviously got to race with him a little bit in the trucks, uh, but he was much faster than I was. Um, so that's, that's really cool for him. Uh, you know, Ty Gibbs winning the Xfinity championship, Noah Gregson put really everything he had into it. Um, and, and again, tough for Noah there because that last pit stop was like, Ooh, yikes. That was, that was a big deciding factor because I think he had to work his tires pretty hard to get back to the front. And he did, he drove his way back to second. Um, but just did not have enough for Ty. Ty did not make any mistakes, um, and 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 that was that. So, uh, you know, two great you know great races. I was hoping for a little bit more. You know, maybe a little last lap, rub a dub dub. You know, send everybody into the wall type thing. But that didn't happen. So we looked for it on Sunday, and it didn't happen either. Sadly. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was, um, you know, speaking of friend of the show, Noah Gregson, uh, you know, he made a lot. There's a lot of publicity about his comments about Ty last week, um, right, about how, you know, he just comes out. I don't like him. Um, but I thought it was uh, a good move on his part. I, I enjoyed seeing him after uh, that duel that they had on Saturday to go over there, shake his hand, you know. Hey, that was a hell of a, hell of a drive, you know, and, uh, and he admitted it afterwards, so – uh, I mean, I appreciated that. I thought I thought that was cool. I thought that was well. Yeah, played. I mean, Noah gets it. Like you, you got to do that, right? Like you put you guys both put everything you got into this. You're throwing your 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 emotions, your physical abilities on the line. You're putting everything into it to try to win the championship. And and in racing, there there is only one winner, and there's only one you know one group of people that get to celebrate. You know, like most other sports, but uh, you know it's it's. You know, NFL NFL weekends, there are, you know, many, many winners across the uh, NFL in, in motor racing. There is one winner and, and that's that's a tough one. So um, good to see Noah do that. And again, Noah is obviously I mean, he's won so many races. There's yeah, there's 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 nothing that he Stunned. should be upset about. You know, obviously he wanted to win the championship, cap it off. It felt like he should have with all the wins that he had. Um, but the whole point of the chase and 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 that final four 60 percent of me doesn't like it 40 percent of me does I don't, I don't know um because like imagine you you win a bunch of races all season long and that last race something mechanical happens and you're like oh well we lost the championship you know what i mean part of me doesn't like it but part of me does find it exciting and the lead up and you know, the, the elimination of, of, of certain drivers as we go. I mean, what are your, what are your opinions, Joey, on that whole chase format? Like obviously IndyCar, our IndyCar championship went down to the final round. You know what I mean? We had guys battling for a championship, so it was exciting all the way through, but do you like that format? I mean, it's intended to build the dramatics, correct? Yes. So, I mean, for me, it builds the dramatics, but I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I don't really know. I, I, I'm not well endowed into NASCAR enough to really have that much of an opinion on it. You know, I follow it now because of the show and because I understand. And I'm like, okay, the chase, yeah, like I, I see what's going on. Like these are the drivers that are in the the, the, the final four. Like this is what's important. This is why we're following them. You know what I mean? Uh, but what, how, how would you go about it if it wasn't? I mean, that? It, yeah. I, I mean, honestly. There's the regular points championship, right? You have the regular, um, the way IndyCar does it, right? And and I and I actually even like part of me likes the Formula One point system too, right? Because 
if you, you know, you don't score any points unless you finish in the top 10, which is, you know, that means fighting for that 10th position is a big deal. Um, so, so part of me likes that part of me likes the chase because again, it doesn't matter what's happened all season long. The guy who barely made it into that final four still has a chance to win. It's not like he's a hundred points behind. Um, so again, it's, 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 and, and, and you find a lot of people, I think on this, uh, interesting debate about how a championship should be finished. But again, I like the formula one point system because if you're fighting in that mid pack range, every point counts. It's wild. Obviously when you win, you get the most points, but I actually think a formula one point system in IndyCar would be very interesting. I, I think it would be, um, difficult because there are so many cars now that like a 14th place finish matters a lot in IndyCar. Like if you're finishing in the top 15, that matters. Like that's, if you're racing against 27, 33 people, you know, whatever it is, like shoot a top 15 finish is a solid finish. So, um, so I, so I, I think we might, you know, it could be adjusted, but um, I, I like the chase format. I don't think IndyCar needs it because we have a very, very competitive championship all the way to the end, no matter what. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my, my general thoughts. There's always good and bad things to each, each format, I guess. Right. Everyone's going to have a complaint no matter how it goes or what the, what the oh, format or situation complain, yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. Especially on the internet. Everyone hates everything at some point. So it's just like college it's, football. It's like, oh you know, yeah. BCS, you know, let's get a playoff. Got a playoff. Not enough teams. Not enough teams. Well, I think yeah. the computer actually had it right. You know, it's just, there's always something. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of college football as well, you big weekend for the old uh, LSU Tigers, huh? LSU! LSU! <laughs> yes, sir, man. It was unbelievable. I know Mike Davis, one of our bosses, big Alabama guy. Uh, big <laughs> big roll tide guy. Um, I didn't text him afterwards. Look, here's the situation. Um, I'm I'm pretty down and out with, with the sickness on Saturday evening. Yikes. So we turn in early. Uh, me and the wife and the baby are upstairs, lights off, TV on by 8 30, 9 o'clock. That game started at 7 30, I think. Um, so I'm watching the entirety of it pretty much uh, from my bedroom with a wife and a baby that are trying to sleep. So you can imagine how difficult and how much discipline I had to have not to clap, not to make a yeah. sound, not emotionally to neutral. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had to keep it all inside. It was like my buddy said he because uh, after LSU went for two and got it, I had like 18 texts come through of just, you know, different people, friends, whatever. Oh, my God. Holy cow. Holy shit. And I was telling my buddy, I was like, <laughs> all I could do is like Gary Bertier style. And remember the Titans like <laughs> my bed and just like raise my arms silently. Just do that. Uh, he was like, yeah, you're like. uh you're like uh, Kurt Russell and then Miracle when he walked into the hallway and just like silently celebrated <laughs> away from everyone. That was pretty much me. Um, big weekend on the college football front for LSU. Super, super excited. I told you last year after the hire in December on this show, I told you on Speed Street, you can go back and check it out. I'm wearing the exact same crew neck. Brian Kelly is a <laughs> great hire for the Tigers. Great hire for LSU. Everybody can spare me with their, he doesn't fit. He's a blah, blah, blah. No. Year one, comes back from having a team that had 39 scholarship <laughs> players in January. He's seventh in the country, just beat Alabama his first go-around. He's going to the SEC championship if he just plays it out the rest of the way. 
You can go back and check me on it. I called it since last December, so we're riding high. I remember here, it. Friend. We're riding high. Yeah, I I do remember. I, I I remember sitting in our little studio. I remember seeing it. I remember seeing that crew neck sweater. Um, <laughs> I get it. And what I find fascinating now, again, I'm not a college guy. Did not go to the schools. Um, did not attend any college football games. Really, I might have gone to a Ball State game once. Um, but I, I don't mind seeing Alabama lose because it was like, I compare it to growing up watching Michael Schumacher win everything. And for a long time, I, Michael Schumacher was a hero of mine, but I kind of at some point was like, I want someone else to win. You know what I mean? Like, I, I wanted, I wanted someone else to win. So I, I don't mind seeing, you know, a powerhouse, uh, your best friend, Nick Saban, uh, you know, down for the count a little bit. Hey, you know, let's rebuild it. I don't know, whatever he's got to do. Um, and 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 again, college football, I, I, I still am not fully sold on it, but I like to see what it does to people and how people react to it. We, I mean, you of all people would absolutely love a college football Saturday. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. You down in Baton Rouge uh, with with me and my family, we would have a phenomenal <laughs> time uh, down there. It is, uh, you know, the and that's not just LSU. Hell, you could you you know here in Indiana, you could go to Notre Dame, you could go to Purdue. IU has a great tailgate. You know, I mean, the Big Ten country is all around us. I know you travel to Iowa, you know, more frequently than <laughs> yeah. I do. Go to Iowa, check out that scene. Um, the old Hawkeyes, yeah. <laughs> we got we got to get you there, man. I mean, so yeah, I'm I'm riding high. Uh, definitely because my Steelers are really not good. So uh, with LSU <laughs> coming through, it's been a, a very good blessing uh, this fall for sure. Um, real quick before we get to Boston Scott, some more big NASCAR news that happened over the week from uh, last time we we recorded. Old JJ, Jimmy Johnson, yeah, making his way back into the NASCAR world in a big way, man. Yeah, very interesting. He's he's now paired up with Petty GMS. Um, and, you know, Petty used to just be Petty, and then it was Petty GMS, and now it's Petty GMS Johnson. with a hint of Jimmy Johnson. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's, it's uh, you know, an interesting strategy to diversify the ownership there, but um, probably smart because, again, these NASCAR charters and these NASCAR teams are, are becoming quite a valuable entity. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, after, you know, my sponsor I know has been looking into kind of you know, all the the overall cost, because we obviously did one cup race. You know, we we know what that costs and, and he knows kind of what that looks like. And he's like, well, you know, how do how do people do this on a full time basis? Right. And he, he kind of looks at it. and He's like, oh, wow, the charter worth, you know, the charters are worth a lot of money. So it's an interesting system. And again, I think I think you'll see. I think that's why Michael Jordan is involved. I think you'll see more and more. Um, you know, maybe athletes from other sports get involved with with teams. Uh, you know, we. Uh, I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out because I know. Um, you know, our our sponsor. I know Todd had 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 a few conversations with with the folks at P Petty GMS as well. Um, and and yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting to see. But the thing that I found most surprising was that like Jimmy's going back cup racing again. You know what I mean for yeah. a few races. So like. I I had I had kind of assumed that hey you know he'll probably do some IndyCar races but it looks like now he's going to be you know kind of dipping his toe in both you know both ponds I guess because I I assume he's still going to do some IndyCar ovals um, definitely the Indy 500 
Um, do you think, but, you know, he's, so de- he's you, all, you think no doubt, you know, definitely. He's, I, he's, I don't, I don't think there's a doubt, but to be honest, I, I guess I don't know. Um, but if he's confident in his petty GMS situation and they can give him a great car for the Daytona 500 and whatever else he wants to do, then that, that kind of puts him in a, I, I would only assume is a pretty cool part of life, right? Because you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to show up, do just the races that I want the races that I think we could be most competitive in and then go back to my boat. You know what I mean? And, and, or, or do something on the, you know, the family, you know, family horse farm. I don't know, whatever they, whatever they got going on at the, at the Johnson household. Um, Still a hopefully future friend of the show. When Jimmy Johnson comes on this show, hopefully I can, I can uh, convince him to come on at some point, but he's very famous and very, very big celebrity. Um, So yeah, interesting news indeed. I think it seemed like a lot of people were kind of surprised about that. Um, but, but yeah, cool for Jimmy. Happy for him. Great dude overall. Um, and I mean, I think I think before we get to Boston, we let's just go over the NASCAR Cup race that happened. I mean, it, I was hoping for a little bit more juice in the last few laps, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people assumed it might have been Joey versus Chase, maybe Christopher Bell, but it seemed like the most. You know, when it comes to like gambling odds or whatever that, like I, I, I would have assumed you could put probably Chase and Joey as the two guys fighting for it, um, and and then Chase, you know, kind of getting in a bit of a scuffle with Ross, uh, which I don't think was raw, like Ross was intentionally spinning him out, um, but yeah, I, I, what I did enjoy seeing for the last ten laps was Ross just driving his butt off, you know, like he's just going for it, and but I. I think without a doubt that Penske car was was the class of the field. I, I don't think you were going to beat Joey on that day. He had the car, he had the team to do it, and he had everyone. Um, you know, everything clicked, everything worked. So, not as crazy. You know, we didn't see any wall riding. We didn't see any. You know, people wrecking each other's heads off. Um, we saw a straight up battle of two guys just trying to haul haul the mail to the finish line. Yeah, and uh, I was I, I caught the the tail end probably the last half uh, of the race on Sunday, and um, Chase Briscoe. I know he wasn't in the the you know final four, if you will, but he was ran he was great though. Friend, yeah, of the show. He, was, he was running up there. Uh, so obviously pulling for him, that was great. I'm just always so fascinated by that track. You know, every yeah. time that I watch a race there, I really it's just like it makes me want to go. I'm like this, this this looks the scenery obviously is phenomenal, but then just the absolute debauchery that it looks like when when they're they're coming into that six wide turn i mean it's insane man i I just want to go see it in person yeah phoenix has done a a a fascinating job uh, with the facility but with also altering what they have to spice up the entertainment which i think is is cool um I think a, I I don't think there are many other tracks that could do that because there are not many tracks that have that shape, right? So they took their unique package, what they have, Phoenix. It's a little odd, you know. I, I got to race there in the IndyCar Series uh, twice, and that's insane for us. I mean, we we were pulling almost six Gs flat out max downforce through that. I mean, it was absurdly fast. Um, but I thought it was awesome. Like I thought racing there was so fun. I wish we could have done it, but again. Uh, we didn't sell any tickets, so that's uh sad. Uh, but maybe if we marketed better, we could do that. I don't know. But anyway, uh, it's it, it's one of those things that 
I, I loved seeing um you love to see the differences in lines, right? Turns uh turns three and four now, right before the start finish line. You know, the guys can run the low line and the high line, and then and then uh one and two, you know, there are people running way below the yellow line, like whereas us in IndyCar, like that's where we would be pitting. Right. Uh and like, but they're running anywhere, the whole track's open play. And that I find is fascinating because again, as a driver, you got to go wherever you can go. You know what I mean? Where there's space, you'll take it. Where there's uh-huh. clean air, you'll take it. And so I think that more important than ever in the Cup Series now is that clean air. And you had a bunch of people trying to find it no matter where it was. So yeah. it, it, it is a very cool track. I still don't know if it's the best track for the final, but it does create an interesting uh, driver's kind of driver specific environment. Like, hey, you got to drive. You got to drive this place if you really want to win it. So, you know, congrats to Joey Logano and Penske, Roger Penske. Uh, first time he's won the IndyCar Championship and the NASCAR Cup Championship uh, in the same year, which, uh, again, awesome. Uh, let's take some of that prize money injected into IndyCar marketing uh, or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what we got going on there, but um, but excited for Roger. Obviously, he puts together an incredible operation still. There's nothing like Team Penske. Um, it's, it's, it, it was, it was cool to see. And now again, I don't know Joey Logano at all, but Hey, I got to race with him once. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah. You said it, man. Uh, Penske, IndyCar and NASCAR cup Penske. Perfect. As they say, uh, which is a nice segue to our next guest, Boston Scott, who is right now on the Philadelphia perfect Eagles. They are eight, no nine and no, uh, 10 and no. They're, I, I think they're nine and them. <laughs> they're, they're, whatever it is, they're undefeated. Um, so great conversation with our pal Boston Scott, running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. Let's get into it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we have an incredible guest this week. Uh, Very, very talented elite athlete, uh, motor racing fan first and then elite athlete as well uh football hero to many um and race fan which i was very very excited to discover uh boston scott with the philadelphia eagles currently undefeated uh how are you doing my friend we appreciate you being on doing great my guy i appreciate you having me on bro and i love racing fan first elite athlete yeah. <laughs> that comes second love it yeah, I, 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 part of part of this podcast, I love having like we've had DJs on, we've had actors on, we've had different people, um, and and I, I like to basically introduce our fan base or or the racing fans um, to people who you you never know like might be 
into racing because we're obviously trying to grow this sport. We're trying to help IndyCar. We're trying to get IndyCar to that next level. And like I, I, I love having people tell their story about how what what got them interested in it, right? So like, what what got you interested in the motor racing scene? You know, in in general. Yeah, for sure. So it started off as a little kid, man. You can ask anybody in my family, bro. It didn't matter where we went, <laughs> what we did. I always had 10 Hot Wheels cars in each pocket, bro. Like I brought it with me everywhere. And I was I was notorious for getting lost at the mall because my mom would be shopping or whatever. You know, my brother doing his thing, my sister doing her thing. I'd be on the escalator. I would have a Hot Wheels car and I could sit there and watch the wheels just turn. And my imagination would take care of the rest. So like ever since then, man, I, I've just been a huge fan of anything racing related with cars. Like I've always been, it's something I've always been very enthusiastic about. So it's, it's a love of mine for sure. What was, uh, so you and Connor, the first I saw that you guys linked up and correct me if I'm wrong, but was at mid Ohio this year at the IndyCar race there. Um, how did y'all get to meet up there? And was that your first time at mid Ohio? What were your thoughts on that race? Yeah, first of all, love your impressions. They're great. But oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> um, thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so Mid Ohio was my first IndyCar event. That was my first racing event. Excuse me. Um, but me and Connor actually met uh, during COVID uh, through Austin Eckler uh, because he had a he had a, um, a group called Gridiron Gaming Group, which is basically like a bunch of athletes come together and the mission was basically just to connect with the gaming community because it's something that we all, you know, we all had a passion for gaming and that was just a way for us to kind of bridge the gap between, you know, fans and, and the athletes. So that's kind of how we ended up connecting. Um, you know, I, <laughs> the first time I saw him, like, I was just like, bro, like this is my first time meeting an actual driver. So I was like, <laughs> dang, this is like the guy. <laughs> like this is the like he actually drives the, you know what I mean? So it was super exciting, man. I, we were able to play like a little racing game. Uh I was on a laptop at the time, so the quality was 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 pretty bad, but it was still a good time. It was still a good time. And uh we just kind of we kind of stayed connected from there. Uh just kind of, you know, shooting texts back and forth. Just stayed in contact with him. Great dude, man. And so, you know, we've been able to kind of establish a little connection, a little relationship. And it's been, you know, was able to go out to Mid Ohio and spend some time with him and his family, watch him do what he does, man. And it's, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Like, it's just incredible. So, what a world we're living in. Like, we, like, the whole world shut down, right? And, and you, you were a friend that I, I connected with. Austin Eckler, obviously running back for the Chargers, was a guy that I connected with. And again, had the world not shut down, I probably would never would have interacted with any of you guys. You know right. what I mean? Like, and yeah. and it's the same with same with Travis Pastrana. Like, I was just spent I just spent the weekend with Travis Pastrana. He was a hero of mine growing up, and and we all connected through through the whole world shutdown. We all played video games. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. a fascinating fascinating thing to think about. And, and honestly, did it suck? Yes, but mm -hmm. a lot of really cool connections were made, and a lot of really cool. Um, you know, friendships started through that. And, and yeah, like we, I, I know you wanted to come to a race and when the world got started back up again and everything was kind of going again, everything got busy, but I was like, hang on a second, we got to get you out here to an event. And, and what I thought was really cool is that you were like, Hey, uh, just give me which ones I should go to. And like, I'm going to book, like, it's not like you live near mid Ohio, like you booked yeah. a flight to go to mid Ohio to go to your first IndyCar race we got you in the IndyCar two-seater. 
what was your kind of general impression? Because like we we love IndyCar, we're trying to get people, you know, IndyCar out to the masses. We struggle right now with just awareness, right? People knowing mm-hmm. about us, and so you know, what did you think of the atmosphere, the event, the ride, everything in general? Yeah, man. I honestly like the just the entire event was so well done, so well put together, and I don't really think people understand just how thorough these events are you know what i mean i was able to run into the owner of the track and i mean it's just just a beautiful just a beautiful venue with you know ways for fans to interact you know uh during the races during practices like they make sure that if you're a fan of racing and you're at one of these events you know you're taken care of in a lot of ways from you know from food to you know a virtual experience they had like the driving simulator there yeah. a lot of um a lot of merch that you could buy you know what i mean you could interact with some of the drivers you know what i mean so it's it's a well put together like these events are just really really well put together i enjoy i enjoy it myself dog like i mean at the end of the day like Whenever we were able to set this up and line this up, bro, I was just, I was fanboying to my girl. Like the, the crazy, I was like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to see all the cars. We're going to hear it. I don't care. I'm not wearing the little things that you put in your ear. I'm not no doing earplugs. it. You know what I'm saying? No earplugs, bro. I'm, I'm there for it. And then I was able to meet Mario Andretti. Wow. You know, when I saw him for the first time, he was, he might as well have been floating. Like, I, I was just like, that is actually the dude, man. So, yeah, bro. It, and mean, the ride, the two-seater yeah. ride. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. So <laughs> the fastest car that I've driven is a Lamborghini Huracan, right? And it's a straight line beast. You know what I mean? Not as good in the corners, but it was intense. Honestly, intense. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's one of those things where, you know, for the NFL, right, you watch it on TV and you're like, ah, you know, yeah, I'm old man, if I was 6'2 and da-da-da, I could do this. But whenever you actually get into <laughs> the seat and you experience the the constant G's, the constant stress it puts on your body just because of how fast you're going. You know what I mean? You have to do that for 80 laps or however long, you know, it's, it's incredible, man. So it, it's, it really puts things into perspective of, you know, how intense it is and how, you know, you guys really have to prepare to be able to excel at that. And you have to do it for an entire season. It's crazy to me. Crazy. Boston. Um, it sounds like we need to get you out to Indy for the Indy 500 in May. Hey, man, look, bro. I, bro, I swear. Every, bro, from Formula D, Rallycross, like, uh, what's it called with Kim Block? Gymkhana? Yeah, the Gymkhana, like, yeah. I, I watched, I've watched, uh, I watched all the way up to six. I'm sure he's made more. I saw the one where he was doing the electric car, but uh, yeah. I would watch the Gymkhana uh, videos, man. Like, bro, I'm a fan of it. Le Mans. Uh, IMSA, uh, like all that, bro. I try and watch as like whenever I can. I I love watching like little highlights, and so if it was up to me, man, I would I would go to every race and event I could, man. Because I especially with going to the IndyCar event, man, it's 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 dope, bro. Yeah, so. I know uh, OTAs and stuff are usually around that time in May, but uh, we'll have to get you out there because if you thought, I mean, we all love Mid Ohio. I go every year too. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, yeah. but. You think Mid-Ohio is something, you got to get you to the greatest spectacle. Um, I want to ask about uh, the Eagles, about about mm-hmm. your football life. Um, <laughs> why'd you have to do my Steelers like that, man? Why'd you do them like that? You hey, got to, you know, pull off the gas pedal, go up oh, to Jalen, man. say, hey, oh, let's man. take it easy a little Look, bit. I mean, geez. When you step in, in between them lines, bro, it's, it's war. It's, we, going, we going at it. We going at it. Now, do it's been guys, cool. Do you guys help uh, – 
Coach Sirianni, he's a close personal friend of mine. Do you yeah. guys help him with his uh, pregame fits, with the Eagles throwbacks, <laughs> with the AI jerseys? I mean, he's he's killing it. Nah, yeah, man. He that's that's his own little swag, man. I, kudos to him, man. He's definitely embraced the city, and it seems like the city's embracing him. So he does a good job with you know putting on the right fits and all that. And uh, he comes like, like every week. He comes in with a different T-shirt with highlighting the player. So you know he's definitely a player's coach, and that's cool. That's cool to see. So I I hadn't seen anything like that before. You guys are obviously, I mean, having such a fantastic season and. If you watch, like, I love football, like, to, I have so much, right? And it, and it's, I, I saw Coach Sirianni get interviewed on, on Pat McAfee's show not too long ago. Uh, seems like a really cool guy. Seems like an interesting guy. Seems like everyone is rallying around, you know, him and your group is like really, really well tied together. I mean, it, it wh what's been the key from last year to this year? Is it everyone, is it the experience level? Is it everyone? fully meshed together now the team effort is now fully fully in play and you guys are just absolutely destroying people yeah I mean I think the intangibles have always kind of been there you know what I mean as far as like our work ethic our attitude you know the synergy of the team you know everybody's committed to winning you know what I mean like regardless of what that looks like regardless of your role you know what I mean everybody wants to play but like you know we're we're committed to the 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 bigger goal, which is, you know, to bring that Super Bowl, you know, to the city of Philadelphia. So that's always been there from an intangible standpoint. Um, you know, schematically, whenever you bring in a new coach and new coaching staff, you know, there's things that you got to learn. You know what I mean? And so uh, I think with a year under our belt, you know, we had some ups, we had some downs last year, obviously starting like two and five or whatever we were. You know, we, we, we had to find our identity. You know what I mean? And everybody had to kind of get more comfortable with with new terminology, new schemes. And so now that we've gotten a year under our belt, you know, with those intangibles, like now now we just we we going at it now because we can play faster, you know, more comfortable in the scheme, both on both sides of the ball. So and special teams. So, you know, I, I think we got a good thing going, man. But it's just the, the idea of, you know, our leadership, you know, starting from the top, you know, and trickling throughout trickling throughout the team that's kind of propelling us through, you know, the, the situations that we face. Now, this is kind of perfect timing to have you on uh, because I don't know if you were able to scroll on your phone yesterday or see any updates, but here in Indianapolis, uh, there was some pretty, pretty <laughs> wild that. shit that went down. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Uh, Frank Reich, who, did you, were you mm -hmm. there? For, no, you, you were nah, after I would, Yeah, okay. I was at the um, he He got fired. And then all of a sudden, uh, an hour or two later, the Colts announced that former center, high school, current high school football coach, and ESPN analyst Jeff Saturday is going to be the new head coach uh, for the time being. One, just as a, a current player in the NFL, your general thoughts on the move, and then two, try to put yourself in that situation in the Colts locker room. If that situation happened and all of a sudden this is going to be the guy you're getting the message from, what are you thinking? Man. I honestly, I don't know, man. Like it, uh, whenever it comes to like the front office moves and, you know, the grand scheme of like uh, administration, head, like all that kind of, I'm like, that's above my pay grade. No, yeah, that's above yeah, my yeah. pay grade, man. I'm here to play ball, but nah, man. I mean, Hey, I don't know, bro. Front office, they do their thing. You know, I just try and do my job, but I mean, as far as a, as a player, I don't really, I don't know. It just depends on, you know, what what type of new stuff is introduced. You know, obviously it's 
kind of in the middle of the season, so it's not the best. Uh, but it all just depends on the leadership on the team, man. It depends on, you know, how guys rally around him, obviously how his, you know, his mentality and his mindset gels with the, the guys that are in the locker room. So I don't know. You know, it, it can go – it can go – you don't know. You don't know. You know, obviously it's not ideal midseason, uh, but I don't know, bro. Sometimes, sometimes you got to make moves like that, but, it, well, it, to, you know. To quote Jeff Saturday as well, he just said, run the damn ball. So maybe maybe you fit in really well there. <laughs> <laughs> like that, yeah, that was big Jeff Saturday quote. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Give it to that man, JT. I get it. Yeah, exactly. I have an interesting question to kind of bring a little bit of racing into it. Do you, after being sort of, because you got on the radios a little bit at Mid-Ohio, I think you got got involved with the team just a little bit, saw what was going on. Do you see any um, similarities in in how an NFL team works? Obviously, a lot more people, a lot more players, but there's a, a big team effort in IndyCar, right? Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of people that have to do their jobs to get that win. It, could you see kind of immediately any, uh, I guess, uh, paths that could cross or, or similarities in, in how uh, a group of people work together for that ultimate goal. Yeah, man. I honestly, it kind of blew me away just how many moving parts there were, you know what I mean? Like how many people were in the, I don't know, the pad, is it called the paddock or the, yeah. the pit, the pit space? Yep. Uh, I didn't realize how many people were in there and like how much, you know, I just thought it was okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you get briefed and then you go out there and you drive and you're on your own. You know what I'm saying? There's this feedback, you know, whenever you're, you're done with practice, you come back and you you have engineers on site that are telling you, hey, look, this, that, or this, or that, and the other. So, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of moving pieces. So that's the same thing, like, with, with the NFL, man. Like, it's not just, okay, Jalen, go out there, when it's the game, dog. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. you know, he has he has the OC in his ear. You know, the head coach is obviously on the, on the field, you know, giving him feedback. And, you know, it's definitely that team, that team oriented environment. And I, de you know, it's the same thing with, with, uh, with racing. So that's, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool aspect. Pretty cool. Boston, if you, if you were an IndyCar driver, who <laughs> of your teammates would you want to be your strategist? The guy calling your race. Oh, that's a good question. Okay. okay. When, when uh, are you pitting? How much fuel are we taking? What are we doing? Who's got the who, brain? Who do you trust? Oh, he, Jason, Jason Kelsey. Oh, Jason all right. Kelsey, for <laughs> I sure. see it. I see it. Yeah, that that would be that'd be the he is by far like he's an athletic beast. Walk on, by the way. You know, walk on, you know, that walk on swag. But um I think what's kind of underrated that people don't really realize is how smart he is. You know what I'm saying? From recognizing defenses, from you know, making protection calls, you know what I mean? Like him and Jalen work together a lot, but Kelsey's making a lot of the calls whenever it comes to protection. So that's that's pretty dope. That's pretty dope. So I definitely think that, you know, from an analytical standpoint, he would definitely be able to get your boy right. You know, let me know when to come in for new tires. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. So yeah, that that would definitely be the guy. Definitely. Now speaking of guy. Jason, did you guys give him shit because a week before he said, I don't play dress up, I play football. And then the next week he's wearing a damn Batman mask on the side. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, look. Like I said, Jason Kelsey is a smart dude. He's a smart guy. You know what I'm saying? Pub is pub. You know what I mean? So if he if he if it brings in the clicks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, but uh it goes viral, then all of a sudden he's got a freaking mask on. What the boom! Heck? You know what I mean? This it's just such a smart market move, man. He's a genius. Big a business, genius. big business. Yeah. yeah. 
Genius. Yeah. So, what do you think is your your next racing experience? Like, we honestly, you have to come to the Indy 500. Like, I I definitely would love to have you there next year. It's going to be an incredible weekend. So, put that uh, pencil that in on the schedule. But other than Connor that, is like, the host of hosts, by the way. Which, if you ever need anything at IMS, the Indy 500, the month of May, yeah. you go to Connor. He's like the godfather. He's just like, I'll take care of it. Let's get it. It's the end. So he's definitely. And then the after party is the most important. Yes. So, yes that sir. as well. Yes, sir. I will also be the after party connoisseur for us. No big deal. Um, but is there like, obviously, like, did you. I assume that maybe you might have watched a little bit of the Netflix Drive to Survive for Formula One. Did you watch any of that? I've watched all of it. There you go. Yeah, see? Okay, we're on the same page. I love it. So yeah. do you, like, obviously we we try to focus on IndyCar, but we talk a lot about Formula One. We talk a lot about NASCAR because, again, my whole goal, and and, and again, I, I, don't, I don't have a powerful voice, but, like, I, I watch all motorsport, right? Like, I love Formula One. I mm-hmm. love NASCAR and I love IndyCar. Obviously, I'm a little bit more biased towards IndyCar because that's what puts food on my table. Mm-hmm. But we we love being able to say, "Hey, look, if you like racing, you can watch it all." Really, like you can you can go to it all, watch it all. Like again, you might have your preferences, but but what's next? You think like do you do you want to go check out the glitz and the glamour of the Formula One event? Like, would you like to see a NASCAR race? Like, what do you think is is next on your on your list of things to 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 get into? I want to race. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, we got a racing driver here. I no, love that. No we cap. could make really that do. happen. Honestly, really we could make that happen. Bro, I'm telling you. Okay, I'm not going to say it. Anyway, no, I would love to race. Bro. I, would, I would honestly love. I would love to. But, um, nah, man, it, um, you know, I've been kind of thinking about that. Obviously, I want to be able to, you know, be a spectator and watch, you know, a lot of these events, man. Formula One, obviously seeing the the documentary on Netflix is something that I want to check out, uh, as well as, you know, kind of get, you know, um, get to some of those iconic spots, yeah. Monte Carlo, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's something that I w- definitely want to experience. But honestly, like I said, like going to this IndyCar event, the feeling that I had in my chest, bro, is something that I definitely want to be around, you know, uh, whenever football comes to an end, unfortunately, it will one day come to an end. It's definitely something that I'm going to look into, man, and how I can be involved, even even now. You know what I mean? I won't be able to be involved in the capacity that I want to. But, you know, I know that uh, Alvin Kamara is actually involved with NASCAR right now. Uh, so I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's someone that I can speak to or something like that. I would love to get involved, whether that's, you know, bringing more awareness to the to the sport or, you know, I don't know, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I just well, want, I, I want to be involved, bro. I want to be yeah. involved. I really we, do. We, we, we'd love to have you at IndyCar for sure. That's yeah. uh, that'd be fantastic. I uh, love to hear your passion about it because I'm a, listen, man, I'm, I'm, I'm like you where, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Indianapolis. So the 500 and the motor speedway were a part of my life, but I didn't really fall in love with it until like you, I was there. Yeah. I was feeling that the, the roar of the cars, the the feeling in my chest, like you mentioned. And then, and then here we are. So I, I hear you on that and it's totally possible for new fans to have that same experience. So I'm glad to hear that. Um, one last one I got for you on the football side. Uh, is this, is this an undefeated Eagles team we're looking at here? history in philadelphia i'll say this i would love for it to be you know what i mean the nfl 
it's the NFL, though. It's hard to win every week, man. It is really hard Crazy. to win every week. You know what I mean? And so I think the best thing that we can do is what we've been doing, you know, since the beginning of the season, just taking it a day at a time. Literally, like in our meetings, like it's not just taking it a day at a time. It's taking it just a section of the day at a time. Like Nick has on there, like, don't look at the peak of the mountain. You know, so he, you know, everybody loves him and his analogies. Everybody loves that. But uh, <laughs> so he's like, you know. Don't look at the top of the mountain. You know, it looks great or it can look daunting like, oh, dang, it's way up there. Or, man, it looks real good up there. Like, you just got to stay consistent, like take it from meeting to walkthrough to meeting to practice to meeting. It's a lot of meetings, but to meetings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, just just taking it one step at a time, man, and just being present, being present, bro. That's that's the biggest thing. I think everybody's committed to that. And I think that's a big part of our success. So I would love to be undefeated. I think that would be that would be dope. But, you know, we just got to take it a day at a time. I love it, man. I, I really appreciate you being on here. You still owe me a jersey, by the way. No big deal. We can, we can organize <laughs> that you. at some point. I got <laughs> you. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah, but yeah man. I, I, I love hearing your 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 thoughts on our sport. Right. Because it's something that I love a lot. And, and I and I love football, too. I love to hear about that. Mm. But uh, we would love to have you at any race. But also, if your teammates want to come too, everyone's welcome. We want to bring oh, yeah. everyone out. We want to get everyone to check it out. I, I, I have Kelsey actually at the Indy 500 would be a force to be reckoned with. Hilarious. Yeah. Man, look, after I came back, so at, obviously it was during um, uh, the off season or whatever, but uh, they basically showed like a slideshow of stuff that we were doing during the off season. They showed me in the, like with the pit crew, you know, in the paddock. And people were just like, Hey, yo. And I'm like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 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 Let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's get it. And they just like, yeah, they're asking me questions about it. And they're like, man, what's it like? You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, bro, you would, you would love it. So I already know a bunch of guys that would be, that would be interested in going. Love that. Mm-hmm. I love it, man. I think w- one thing that I found was kind of funny as well is there's a, I, I met one of the athletic trainers for the Kansas city chiefs. And he was like, Oh, we had a lot of like low key race fans in our building. And I was like, really? I was like, no way. Cause I had met Travis Kelsey at the Indy 500 like a couple years ago mm-hmm. and, and he loved it. He had a great time. So, you know what? Maybe there's this like low key race racing fan community in the NFL that we, that <laughs> yeah. we didn't know about. You and, know like, what? Cause we, and here's the thing, though. Here. <laughs> here's the thing, bro. Here's the thing. Like, if you look at, okay, so obviously with NFL players and whatnot, like if you look at their cars, people think that it's like a oh, you know, a money type thing. Like they love the luxury, luxury, <laughs> but not like I would say 99% of the guys is because they are fans of cars. They are fans of yes. racing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's why exactly. they have cars like that. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah, I, I I exactly. So I, I think, you know, there's definitely like, you know, guys are just looking for ways to get into they don't they don't have an idea of like what how to get into it. You know what I'm saying? So like just kind well, of creating next, that awareness, you know. Our next interview will be after your your initial jump into the sports car racing community or the your first open wheel race. You know, we're going to get you in at the ground level. We're going to have a great time with it. Um, I really appreciate you coming on here, man. I don't want to take up too much time because, look, we're, we're trying to focus on an undefeated season here. So thank you yes, so sir. much. And you're invited to the Indy 500. We're going to have a great time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You best believe I'm going to be there, dog. Thanks, Boston. Appreciate y'all, man. man. All right. See you, buddy. Later. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Love hearing that conversation with Boston Scott. Um, what a guy, you know, very enthusiastic about everything, but especially motorsport, uh, especially IndyCar, which we love to see and hear. And uh, we'd love to have him, hopefully, if I'm set up, maybe on Mount Comfort, Rusty, Eckstein. Uh, yeah. Out maybe next year, uh, Boston can come stay in uh, Mount Comfort RV. Uh, with me or Connor, probably me, because Connor's got to be focused on his job in the month of May. Um, but either way, great conversation. Appreciate the time there. Uh, Connor, thanks for setting that up, man. He was great. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, really, really enjoyed that interview. I, I knew he would be a good interview. He does um, a lot of really cool stuff in the whole esports arena and the gaming arena. And, and I think he yeah. is a guy that understands. And the same with Austin Eckler, which is, which is how we met. You know, Austin Eckler right now is absolutely killing it in the NFL. Yeah. Obviously, with the uh, L.A. Chargers doing some fantastic things on the field, like literally insane athlete stuff. And, and you know, thanks to Austin, who Austin is, again, someone I would I would also like to have on this show. Um, uh, you know, those guys, I think, are smartly thinking ahead, right? Like, as he said, you know, football only lasts a certain amount of time, right? And so what's next? What comes afterwards? You know, I know that Boston does a ton in the esports arena, does, plays a lot of games, but like is part of a team, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. So I could see him getting involved in racing at some point. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe they win the Super Bowl and and he comes out and, and is, uh, you know, an IndyCar sponsor at some point. Who knows? Or maybe he buys into a team. Maybe he buys, you know, part of an IndyCar team. I mean, there's 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 many ways to to look at it. Um, and, and he loves to do it. I could honestly see him getting into a race car, going to the skip barber racing school, doing whatever, whatever you got to do to get in a race car. So yeah, he was um, adamant. I mean, he, he really, was really, yeah. really into it. Yeah. He, he has one of my, I did trade him a Nomex shirt, which is why I told him he owes me a Jersey. So, uh, we are doing a, uh, a Jersey swap of sorts. So I'm excited to hang that on the wall and maybe it'll be a, you know, Super Bowl champion Jersey. Who knows? Looking like it. Looking like it, man. They're a tough out. That's for sure. All right. Let's wrap it up with uh, our uh, Ricky Treadway random Indy 500 driver of the week. What do you got? Yes. I was looking back at our, uh, our data, uh, looking back at, uh, you know, what years we, we, we've used for the Indy 500. And I went with the uh, 1984 Indy 500. I think we've only had one driver from, from the 1984 race. Uh, Rick Mears, obviously the winner, mm-hmm. uh, four-time Ricky. Um, and, and I went with a driver who, uh, who I know, um, but again, it's a name that I have not heard in a long time. Um, but he has done a lot in the motorsport community, uh, you know, went from a driver, uh, to, to an owner as well. Uh, this is the person who finished 14th in the 1984 and 500 Tom Gloy. So Tom Gloy, uh, was born in Lafayette, California, uh, racing the cart championship car cart series um, and 84 Indy 500. Uh, and he Started won the fifth Formula as a Atlantic. rookie. Yes. Yeah. Won the, won the Formula Atlantic championship, uh, competed in the IROC series. Um, and then he owned a team in the NASCAR truck series from 97 to 99. So interesting switch up there. 
Um, and he fielded trucks for veterans of the Trans Am series, which is pretty cool. Um, but then also to kind of like bring this back to IndyCar, uh, he was president of Blair Racing. Now, I remember Blair Racing because I, uh, they were kind of an underdog team and they had Alex Barron driving for them uh, in 2002. And I, I remember this car because I was an Alex Barron fan. Um, and really, really cool to uh, just bring some some knowledge about Tom Gloy back into the scene uh, because I, I I liked what he did for Alex Barron. I liked that. I liked cheering for an underdog team. Um, and again, I, di- I didn't know a ton about his driving career itself. There you go. Tom Gloy. Started fifth in the 1984 Indianapolis 500 uh, as a rookie and uh, still with us, thankfully. And he has uh, had quite the life and career in motorsport. So love it. Thanks, Connor. Uh, all right. Glad to be back. Um, I am COVID free. I'm feeling healthy. Uh, my One of my football teams is doing well. One not so much, <laughs> which is all right. Uh, Jeff Saturday is apparently a head coach in the NFL now. Joe Goodness gracious. NASCAR Cup Championship <laughs> uh, winner. Um, all good things, man, as we uh, head towards the end of 2022 here. Um, a lot of exciting stuff coming up on Speed Street. We'll get more guests. We're working on some segment ideas to be able to throw around for you guys. And uh, me and Connor and Ben are just loving being here every week to, to talk motorsport and have fun with you guys. So uh, appreciate you being here. Don't forget that the video episode should be up a day after we uh, go live um with the audio version that you can follow subscribe there on apple Podcasts, spotify wherever you get your podcasts um but then on the dirty mo media uh, youtube channel uh, you can find us there as well if you want to watch along love to have you appreciate boston scott being on the show today connor anything any last words for us I don't think so. Uh, we completely ignored the fact that I raced a Chevy El Camino over the weekend. We can oh, get shit. into that more next week because we we got no, we got a lot of things that uh, we kind of can spread across this off season. Uh, I wanted to focus, you know, more on the NASCAR championship today, and uh, and that was really cool. So we had a great guest, great talk about NASCAR, and uh, and just stay tuned. Be a friend. Tell a friend about the show, um, and tell a friend about IndyCar. That's that's actually your goal as well. As a listener, just tell a friend about IndyCar. That's it. There you go. Love it. Uh, all right. As always, we will uh, talk to you again next week on Speed Street. This is a production of Dirty Mo Media. Check out Dirty Mo Media. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo. Dirty Mo.